What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purple Dinosaur Cast. Purple Dinosaur Podcast. Tyler Mine and Tony Masterson. Purple Dinosaur Cast. Purple Dinosaur Podcast. Tyler and Anthony Masterson. Welcome to the Purple Dinosaur Podcast with Anthony Masterson and Tyler Mon. Enjoy the show. I still, for the life of me, it's been like three weeks since our last episode. I'm still dying to know how Jason Bates got your email address. <laughs> I would love to know. I, like, I really it's do. That's all I thought of like, for the last it's, three weeks. It's fine. I'm fine that he got it. I just, I want to know. I just want to know I'm how. perplexed. And why. Did we ever check the PDP email to see if he had emailed us like I did 17 check, times? And he had never emailed that one. What the hell? So I he only <laughs> went to you, um, and we have no idea where he came across your email address. And, uh, and yeah, man. And I, to I don't be know. fair, like we, yeah, like to be fair, like you are the like a host of this pod. Like I'm like definitely like the B guy. I just kind of show up and do a job. Like, <laughs> like, I'm the uh, I'm just the one who's wasted many more hours of my life editing it. That is also um, true. And like, I, you know, with the with deco and stuff with the PDP. Yeah. Like stuff like it's, yeah. it's all you. Like, I, 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 that's why I was like, oh, he, I, I'm the underling, man. I'm, what, I'm Robin here. I would have like, figured that he was like just constantly barraging the PDP email address with you like, think. hey, can you guys change your Twitter bio? If, if it was a, your if tweets it was a aren't real funny, I don't want them tied problem. to my name. <laughs> yeah. If it was a true problem. You think you would have gone through one other avenue to try to get us to stop, which we did like right away. It was not yeah. a big deal in, in the slightest. And he we was totally cool. We understand. It. And he was very cool about it. I, why my email was the first one to get thrown into the, the fire there. I have no clue. I've been Maybe rewatching the last season of Better Call Saul uh, to prep myself for watching this season. And now all I can think about is that he hired some private investigator uh, to, to tail you or really just to get your email address for him. He's like, wow, this guy's really boring. This guy watches a lot of Food Network. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so with that, we welcome you into the latest edition of the Purple Dinosaur Podcast. I'm Tyler Mon. And I'm Anthony Masterson. And uh, we are diving in toward the end of April. It's our first in-season episode of the show. Obviously, things have uh, gotten a little more complex since our bachelor days of uh, of yore with the old PDP when we had time to devote to weekly episodes. <laughs> and now uh, we each just moved into new places um, like the same week, right? Yeah, uh, we moved fully in on the 6th. Okay, we were, yeah. I guess, the week before. So okay. within a week of each other, we each moved into new places. You've got a child. I've got two dogs plus a foster dog. Uh, we're working bizarre hours and things. So the Rockies are 17 games into the season. We're just now getting an episode <laughs> recorded. So sorry. Well, uh, somebody tweeted at us the other day that he was going to file a missing persons report. Like, like, hey, man, like, listen, you're you're clearly new here. Like, we've been doing this for, God, what is eight, <laughs> yeah, eight so was, years now? Yeah, and it's this been like three or four that we've been sporadic yeah like uh, let's be honest here it, it's been a little bit of an issue oh and also like i was telling you before we started recording like my kid it goes to a, a preschool and so like he's and it's a good one so he's like gone from eight to three monday to friday it's great because it's cheaper than childcare or a nanny or a babysitter or anything like that and you know we can do things at the house while he's gone get get work a done. job he can't get a job yet he can't no, work he can't on the get, mines well, uh, well 
I mean, we're still under like, you know, LA County labor laws here. You know, if we took him to Teller County in Colorado, maybe, but you know, into the salt mines. Yeah. Yeah, Teller County, he can do, he can do a lot of coal work there. Gold mining up there in Teller County up in Victor. Lead and some gold. Yeah. Yeah. I think it sounds great. Um, So he had spring break uh, the the week for American Easter um, because they wanted the same spring break as everybody else in the area. And then the Greek or the Orthodox for the Greek Orthodox people that we are and we go to church for and we like he goes to a church school um the easter was the following Sunday. so like easter sunday for americans was palm sunday for the greeks and then so whatever so during for the for the holy week they had a four-day weekend for easter weekend so it was like spring break go back for four days uh early dismissal on one of those days by the way and then a four-day weekend so it has been a, a lot of me and the child while Nicole's working from home, like pretty much all day, while I'm kind of just like, well, guess I'll go in on to the studio on Saturdays and sometimes Mondays for baseball. My only relatable thing to that in a school context is I remember, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I remember my senior year of high school, uh, the spring of 03, we went to school on a Monday, got hit by a blizzard in Denver on Tuesday. We had Tuesday through Friday off. And then the next week was spring break. And it was amazing. Jeez. It was amazing. And it was like senior year. So like you already did not care. Oh, you already checked out. Yeah. Uh, and you had two full weeks off basically. Oh, it was incredible. It was incredible. Dude, like I, I, so like in the Wyoming public school system, we never had like a true actual spring break. It was one of those huh. things where we had a lot, we had a lot of days off. Um, throughout the year for like in service for teachers and stuff like okay. that but we never had like a week or two off is it because you don't have spring like i mean so they gave us like president's day weekend which is okay. like a, and just like a four-day weekend but that was just like nothing that's and it's also freezing you don't want to do anything it sucks right right <laughs> so but we would get it go to school in august and get out like third week of may so we were out before a lot of other people did it at spring breaks but at the same time like i would have gladly taken a june 1st dismissal for a week off in april like everybody else huh yeah interesting like then the year after i graduated high school um they they did it like hey we're gonna have a full week off in april we could get out a week later and i think the teachers were all like yeah that just sucked let's not yeah, do that again so they have not done that since huh no high school baseball no spring break nope nope things no we're sp- learning about nope. wyoming yeah well fascinating yeah it's a it's a special place fascinating stuff uh well we welcome you into this week's episode of the old pdp uh thanks for hanging out with us we are uh set to talk about the 10 and 7 colorado rockies and uh dive into some early season trends and things and uh stuff that you could be excited about stuff you shouldn't be excited about stuff you could worry about stuff you probably shouldn't worry about uh and all of that if you want to get in touch with the show as noted earlier we have an email address that we never checked <laughs> verbal dinosaur podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter although who knows for how long um <laughs> the the good folks at musk incorporated uh probably ruining that is the next although you know to be fair like i tweeted when elon musk bought twitter like People are upset about this as though this is the thing that's going to make Twitter off. And Twitter's like, I didn't know off. there were so many, like so many big Jack Dorsey guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. You know, I mean, <laughs> huge Jack stands are, uh, <laughs> yeah. are really upset about Elon Musk's reign of terror as though yeah. Twitter has been some blissful, uh, you know, some panacea for all of us for the last. Like, like, oh, I, I can't believe this billionaire is going to own this blah 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 it's like hey man check out every single other corporation that you exactly. ever have any kind of interaction man, with and... i hate to break it to you about the current owners of twitter <laughs> yeah, right. they also suck <laughs> yeah um so uh anyway let's uh let's kick things off let's talk about this little baseball team that for some reason we've dedicated eight years of our lives to hosting a podcast <laughs> about uh your my and our colorado rockies 10 and 7 through 17 games this season a mark that would be good for second place in any division in the national league that is in the national league west and in the national league west they're in fourth place in the division right now uh two and a half games back of the division leading san francisco giants uh the dodgers a half game back of san francisco san diego padres are two games back and the rockies lurking right now Two and a half back, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, seven and eleven, and hey, somehow could be worse. <laughs> could be much worse because the Cincinnati Reds are three and fourteen. They have <sighs> half the wins of the next worst teams in baseball: uh, Baltimore, Detroit, and Texas, uh, along with actually Kansas City and Chicago uh, in the American League, and Washington in the National League. All those teams have six wins. The Cincinnati Reds have three. Yeah. 
wins. Well, the NL West has four teams with 10 wins, yeah. and the rest of the entire league has six. Yeah. So, it's pretty amazing. This has been a pretty amazing start for yeah. all of the expected teams to be good in the NL West and also the Rockies. Yeah. Um, so let's uh so let's kick things off. Some early season um impressions that you've taken away from this team. Rockies obviously burst out of the gate. They were six and two, they were eight and three. Since then, they have uh they've come back to earth a little bit. They've lost four of their last six, uh, including three of their first five away from Coors Field. They did get the series win in Detroit. They gave up uh, Miguel Cabrera's 3,000th hit, which was actually a, a very cool moment for Jose Iglesias and uh, his former teammate, yeah. Miguel Cabrera. And, you know, it's And Sensatella and Delays Diaz and Yonkin yeah, or the Venezuelans. Cool. And Herman uh, Marquez. Like, yeah. And, yeah, you know, Marquez there were yeah. uh, all these pictures that Rocky's players got to take with Miguel Cabrera on the day of the rainout, which was April 22nd, um, I guess ran into him on the concourse or, uh, you know, under the, the bowels of Comerica Park somewhere. And uh, all these guys who took a, took pictures with him. That's pretty cool. And That's there are so cool. many yeah. stories that have come out this week about, you know, how Miguel Cabrera has really looked out for Venezuelan players uh, in baseball over his time in the big leagues. And that was amazing. It was an amazing thing to see uh, in that game in which he got the the 3,000th hit in his uh, incredible career, just the seventh player in Major League history to reach 3,000 hits and 500 home runs in his career. Uh, the Rockies bounced back. Austin Gomber threw really well in the nightcap of that doubleheader and a 3-2 to two win. Chad Cool has been really yeah. cool. He's, Chad Cool has been great. Yeah, six to two win uh, behind him on the Sunday finale. Uh, they have dropped the first two in Philadelphia, and those have been ugly games. Uh, but your your early impressions from this team so far? I think it's better than I expected. I think the the offense has been better. I think overall, um, I'm not sure I expected. Uh, I mean, I know Chris Bryant. He's been he's going to be out the next few days. He has a back issue flare up, but until the last week. Every single thing he put in place seemed to find a hole or drop in the outfield. Like he had a really nice swing that was kind of contoured to Coors Field, seeing a lot of good things there. Um, the the new guys, I mean, Randall Grichuk has been fantastic, hitting 340, a couple of bombs, had a long hit streak. The Rockies' uh, biggest offseason acquisition is doing phenomenally, Randall yeah. Grichuk. <laughs> yeah, Randall Grichuk. Randall exactly. Grichuk's been incredible. Um, Connor Joe, of course, the greatest baseball player, I think, in the history of Major League Baseball. I'm not sure you game. could find a better. It's funny that, that the uh, the Route 18, 18T FSNRM broadcast has been kind of doing that tongue-in-cheek um, for a while. And now he just, like, keeps hitting and keeps hitting and keeps hitting. And he's, you know, got four bombs and yeah. the 962 OPS entering today. Like, he's getting on base via the walk. He is a team leading eight walks, uh, team leading four homers. Uh, or, sorry, behind CJ Crone, second on the team in home runs with four. Like, that's great. That's yeah. awesome that he's been a very nice find. I've been more impressed with Chuck Blackman. Like Charlie Blackman was still uh, alive. He's still alive and also is hitting the ball very, very well. Yeah. After that uh, first week where he didn't hit anything at all, this last road trip through Detroit and Philly, he's stinging the ball, man. Like uh, he's Jackson sitting 281 great. now, four home runs, 10 ribbies, uh, opiates of 883. But you're kind of seeing like, oh, I, I thought he was totally washed after that first Same. week or two of the season. I thought it was going to be it for Charlie Blackman. Like, hey, we don't need to keep doing this to ourselves anymore chuck like it's okay you're done but really since that first week of games uh he's hitting nearly 400 over his last 10 with four bombs and getting on base and like it's i don't know i i, I thought he was going to be over and somebody else would be stepping in and figuring it out by then but chuck's chuck's doing it man good for him you that just was no he's gonna hit he i i think drew pulled out the christmas morning thing Blackman and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is only this is Corey Dickerson. Or only nothing. Corey Dickerson could roll out of it on Christmas morning and get pick up two hits. Okay, a reference only that Corey I still Dickerson. do not understand. <laughs> be, I think it's because like, oh, he's just he's so tired and it's he got so drunk the night before, right? And he's exactly. like, he's, he's got to get up with the kids. He's got to build a a, a three and one like uh, play set. Yeah. With like it's like got like a basketball hoop and a foosball table on. He's got a he's got to build it. He's tired. He His hangover is night. one of those like rum and eggnog hangovers. Yeah, so it's and just, it's like he's and, just gross. And really, like because he had to stay up all night building all those things, like he just kind of like kept drinking, you know. Right. So like when right. he finally like, got to bed, yeah, he's like gotta get a little hair of the dog at four thirty. Like he didn't really stop. And so then the kids, of course, are excited for Christmas. They wake. At 5 30 and you're like well you know i i guess we got to start christmas early 
Yeah. And so he's maybe working on like 45 minutes of like really drunk sleep. And now he's got to just keep that buzz going the rest of the day. Yeah. So like, yeah, you're not that's wrong. what I think when he's got to go out and face, you know, 96 with run. Um, if he's going to get two hits on Christmas morning, that's what I think Drew Goodman was always talking about. Right, 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 right. A very I think specific that's, incident instance I think that's of Christmas morning. As accurate as anything could be, probably. <laughs> um Corey um, dickerson please do not sue us um but you can <laughs> apparently easily find anthony's email address yeah, on the internet it's, if you it's everywhere play. apparently um, uh, <laughs> and and for uh on the other side like i i cannot believe how bad brendan rogers has been yeah that is. like i said uh, cj crone great good that we kind of expect cj crone to hit some dongs and whatever brendan rogers has been very 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 bad brendan rogers is four for 51 that does not seem good. Four, he has one RBI. Four, 51, 16 strikeouts, uh, four times as many strikeouts as he has hits. Uh, and Brendan Rodgers, like he's coming off a very good season last year. He had 284, a 798 gotten, OPS. Yeah. Like he's gotten better you know, with that. With, yeah. With uh, time and experience. Like that is not, um, he has not gotten it going so far. Now, you know, Brendan Rodgers, he's still only 25 years old. Um, but yeah, at what point do you kind of look at it and say, Okay, this dude has options. He needs to work on some things. Maybe we test him back in Albuquerque for a little while. Well, um, it, it was supposed to be May first, so right? We're supposed to shrink, but then they decided against that. Yeah, because MLB can just make up rules uh, on the fly anymore, and that's kind of what they want to do. Um, and that's all they do. It seems like so they're going to keep the expanded rosters until the end of May. It sounded like right. I think I saw right. Yeah, so I like that is correct. <sighs> <laughs> so I don't know what we're doing here. Um, yeah. So Brendan Rodgers can stay. Uh, they sent down Lucas Gilbreth finally because he was not uh, doing much. Yeah. But Brendan Rodgers, I, I think if Garrett Hampson wasn't hurt, I think they'd have more options. Yeah. I because right, right now it's kind of just Alan Trejo if they want to give Brendan Rodgers some some beat. And, and he's done well in the time that he's played this year, Trejo has. But you want Rodgers to figure it out. Yeah. That's... You want to ride with L- Brendan? Listen, Rogers. man, I'm riding with Russ Wills. All right. <laughs> We're having let Russ Cook talk on 1043 the fan. Um, yeah, man. It's uh if there is a guy who you want to be a component of your lineup, it is Brendan Rogers. And no disrespect to Alan Trejo, but Brendan Rogers oh, is the guy who you are hoping yeah. is going to be your big component. I think Brendan Rogers has uh, uh yeah, Brendan Rogers has shown enough at the big league level last year that he can stick like he yeah. he can hit Definitely. He, 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 he can hit at, at that price, price point, he can hit <laughs> but we have not seen that yet this year maybe no. that's it maybe he got told by the like the wagon of stars guy um that he that he was not allowed to hit have we explored well, that well, again, it's, it's all about, at that price point at the price point he's being paid right now he can hit People who haven't watched, I think you should leave. Are like, what are these dudes talking about? What the hell is he talking about? Those I would imagine that there's a very that guy. there's a very small section uh, in the in the Venn diagram there of uh, people who listen to this show but also have not watched. I think you should leave. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's a dude who they really got to get him figuring that thing out. Um, you yeah. know, Ryan McMahon's another one. And and obviously we have seen Ryan McMahon come around. He's going to have one of those stretches. It seems like where he hits 450 for about five weeks straight. Uh, but you know, Ryan Mack right now, 236 hitter with a 754 OPS. He's only got one home run. Um, they really yeah. outside of CJ Crone, their next best power hitter this season is Connor Joe uh, and Charlie Blackman, but Connor Joe with, with four homers, four doubles and a triple Charlie Blackman, four homers and three doubles. Um, if Connor Joe is the guy who you are relying on to supply your thump throughout the rest of the season. And he's been great. He's, and he's, yes, we, we he's love Connor great. Joe. We he's love Connor great. Joe. I, I don't think you expected Connor Easy Joe to be love. your second best hitter. No. And, and <laughs> maybe your best hitter. And I don't think that you can expect yeah. to stick around in any sort of division race. If Connor Joe is your second best hitter, right. no disrespect to Connor Joe. You need other guys contributing so that he becomes more of an ancillary piece. Uh, you know, Connor Joe is almost 30 years old and that's a, a guy who is finally establishing himself at the big league level. He has been so much fun to watch. He's a great component to have on this team. Great story. But 
if yeah. you have right now essentially two cast-offs leading your offense in C.J. Crone and Connor Joe, and Charlie Blackman in there is a, a big component so far, if those are your only reliable offensive options, you're in trouble, especially yeah. in a division that has three other 10-game winners already. Um, and, and you know, you, you're paying $180 million to a guy uh, in Chris Bryant who right now does not have a homer. Uh, has an OPS sub 700. He's only driven in four runs. Um, Chris Bryant, I'm sure, will be fine eventually. Yeah. But this is, I think, this is a 10 and 7 team that is playing a little bit out ahead of its skis. Well, and, and we, with some back stiffness that he's had, that could have lack of power. Yeah. Um, if he's not able to to torque his hips the way he usually does and get all sexy, then yeah, like yeah. Did you say you twerk know, his hips? I said torque his hips, but like you know, I. It, it, Kind of is the same thing. Uh, if he can't, if he can't do that, then that's why so a, lot, a lot of those swings he had that were falling for hits in Coors Field, which is great, aren't falling on the road because maybe he couldn't have didn't have the pop that he normally has. Maybe that's yeah. maybe if they need to put him on the shelf for a few days. Let's see if that would help. Hopefully that will. Um, he's not playing today after sitting out last night, so hopefully it's just two nights and that's all it needs. Get some you know Toradol, Andro, whatever you know steroids you need to get in there. Did I say that? I didn't say steroids. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not do that. Yeah. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> um, no. Let's, let's hope that he's fine after a couple of days. But that could be contributing to lack of power. But yeah, the, the approach has not been bad for Chris Bryant. It's just you have to imagine that, that he'll start to look at the back of his baseball card at some point. Yeah. Um, so those are those are kind of the things that stand out most early on. Yeah, from the um, offense. Yeah, from the offensive wise, side. Pitching yeah. wise, uh, we we talked in our season preview episode about like, well, you are a team that is essentially one bad start uh, or one bad starting performance for a, a few weeks away from being very very pedestrian. Uh, the Rockies signed Kyle Freeland to a lengthy contract extension last week. Kyle Freeland so far this season, 0-3 record, a 6.16 ERA, 13 earned runs of 16 total runs allowed on 26 hits over nine innings pitched, uh, or over 19 innings pitched, rather. Um, opponents are hitting 313 against Kyle Freeland. Yeah. Armand Marquez has not been much better, a 5.57 ERA, same amount of runs uh, in total, same amount of earned runs, 21 innings pitch for him, and he's just being hit hard. He's given up four homers so far. Opponents are hitting 308 against him. Those are the guys you have to have be good. And yes. right now, this is a team that's relying on Chad Cool. And, you know, who's been awesome to Chad. Cool. He's been <laughs> yeah. phenomenal. Um, but again, it's sort of the, you know, it's the Connor Joe situation on the pitching side. If Chad cool is the guy who is carrying you, I don't think that you can hang in for that long. You need other guys to start pulling their weight. And with Kyle Freeland, it's, he's kept the team in the game. Like they, they were just a bunch of butcher boys behind him. Yeah. In starting Philly. They had like three that errors behind really him. Yeah. They give up one earned run uh, in five innings. And the you know, previous start against Philadelphia as well, I get up two runs in five innings. Now, guys are still getting stretched out. The spring training was shortened, um, especially starters were not extended to the point where they normally would be at the beginning of a season. So you've seen his pitch count go up from the low 70s the first two times, 87, the uh, first start against Philly to 101 uh, last time. But, you know, Kyle Freeland got, got the bag and that's great. He is a pitcher that is that needs to be very fine. He needs his finesse to be perfect. He doesn't have, have a lot of wiggle room if he is not 100% on any given day. He is Jeff Francis-like in that regard now. He needs to hit his spots. He needs to get you know, in on the hand, fastball and his cutter. And if that's not happening, at least ball over the plate, he can be hit very, very quickly and the game could be over fairly soon. Um, so it's to give uh, the money like that kind of money to a guy like that. Kyle Freeland is a great ambassador for the city of Denver. He's been great for the Rockies so far. He of course pitched his balls off in that wild card game against Chicago. Uh, so like uh, you, you see that with Kyle Freeland, you need that Kyle Freeland, but he, it, he's not a guy like even like Herman Marquez who can not have his best stuff and still overpower you or still get swings and misses. He needs you efficient and perfect. And that is not something he has really been so far though. The CS kept the team in the game for the majority of his outings so far this year. Marquez, uh, Marquez is tough. He's a, he's a tough one right now because he has the stuff to be a frontline starter. We all know that. And 
to see him struggle the way that he has, you know, a, a league leading hits allowed, I think so far this year, um, he got roughed up last night. Uh, I don't know. I, you need him to be a lot better. You need him to go out every fifth day and be someone who can go six and keep you in the ball game. And that so far has not been the case for Herman Marquez, whatever the reason may be. Um, one start, he wasn't getting any swings and misses with his fastball. The other one, he couldn't find his breaking balls, release point. He wasn't running for strikes. It's been one thing or another with, with Herman so far. But at some point, there's the excuses don't need to be there. He just needs to be better. Like he was in that first start against the Dodgers, went seven innings, one hit, uh, one run, three hits. You need that Marquez more often than not. And he has not been that guy since. The thing that is worrisome is what we talked about before the start of the season which is that this is just not a team with a whole lot of depth um, right. in terms of its starting pitching, especially. And we know, obviously, the the bullpen for the Rockies throughout, you know, pretty much 24 years of 25 years of franchise history. Uh, it's not really a strong suit either. Although, you know, to be fair, the bullpen has held it down in a lot of circumstances uh, so far. Daniel Bard has been good. Um, you know, Tyler Kinley has been really good so far. Justin Lawrence. Um, I liked the the tweet that you posted uh, last week, I think, where it's like Justin Lawrence has figured out how to take five miles an hour off his fastball and be really effective on a major league mound rather than just being a, a constant pitching ninja presence, um, which he still is. Uh, he yeah. had a back <laughs> foot slider yeah. the other day in yeah. Philadelphia that was ridiculous. Um but, you know, this is a team that just doesn't have a lot of margin for error uh, pitching staff wise. And it worries you when your top two horses, the guys who you are most reliant on, have not been able to get it figured out yet. Right. Yeah. And that's that's what we've been talking about the beginning, since the beginning of the season, that the, the 25 or 26 or 30, whatever they have now on the roster, I think it's it's a decent 30 and it can compete. Yeah. I, they're as good as the Dodgers or the Giants or the Padres even. Uh, but they can compete. I think they have a lot of. I think it's a good locker room. It sounds like I think there's a lot of, there's not a lot of uh, dour presences in the locker room right now. Take that for what it's worth. Um, it seems like people want the, the guys that are in that locker room want to be there, which is great, but it also seems like a change for yeah, a lot of, yeah, it could the, be a, a change for changes sake. And, and that's fine. But I think it really does seem like it is, it's working out well in that regard. Now, we're going to start to see at some point soon, probably like when that starts to get shuffled around, guys get hurt. Guys aren't performing the way they need to get sent back down. You're going to, you're not going to see a lot of guys who are ready to come back up and make a, a an effort at the big league level. that can really make change the guys that they have right now who are their top prospects. A couple of those guys are in Hartford and double a, um, but a lot of those guys are in Spokane. They're in low yeah. a ball. They're not ready to make that, uh, yeah. make that move yet. Um, so like I think it's if they can stay as healthy as humanly possible, great. But good luck with that. That's not exactly how it normally works. Yeah, that's one of the problems for the Rockies is that uh, as we discussed a few weeks ago, they don't really have reinforcements ready to go at Albuquerque. Um, certainly at Albuquerque, but you know even at Hartford, uh, the most exciting guy there is probably Ezekiel Tovar, and he's a very exciting player. Uh, Tovar is a shortstop prospect. He's 20 years old um, and a guy who you know, so far this season has been really good at 20. He's OPSing 990 in the Eastern League uh, and batting 298, but he's 20 years old, and uh, right. the likelihood that we see him on a major league roster this year is probably not huge, but you know, they don't have any pitching ready uh, at the, the high levels of the minor leagues. Ryan Rollison's been injured. He is the only top 10 prospect in the organization, uh, according to MLB pipeline, who is a pitcher. Um, you know, their next best pitching prospect is a guy who had Tommy John surgery last year in college, Jaden Hill. I think Jaden Hill is a hell of a pick for them to have gotten, but Jaden Hill is a long ways off. Um, so yeah, they have to stay healthy. If they don't stay healthy, there is nobody immediately there that provides you with that jolt of, okay, this guy can be an impact player right away who can be above replacement level from the get-go or at least you know substantially above replacement level once he gets used to the, the major league game. They don't have that right now. Zach Veen's at high A. Drew Romo's at high A. Benny Montgomery is at low A. Um, Adel Amador is at low A, who's been really good so far this season too. There's just no star power um, really that seems as though 
it's going to be here anytime soon. So they have to stay healthy. Otherwise, this is just a team that is going to be mired in thanking their lucky stars that the D-backs exist because that'll keep them out of last place. Yeah. Um, it's, they've been fourth place every, every each of the last three years, right? Yeah. That's with different guys behind the different teams behind them. So yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, have fun. Yeah. There's uh <laughs> and and again, like they're, you know, right now they are, I think, outperforming most people's expectations. They're in fourth place in the division because that's yeah. what this division is. If you were in the central, you'd be a half game out of first place. Milwaukee Brewers are 11 and seven. They're leading that division. Um, St. Louis, which just got into a benches clearing brawl uh, with the Mets a moment ago because Nolan Arnato got thrown at, um, you know, that's a nine and 17 that's second place in that division. Then it's eight and nine Pittsburgh. The Cubs are seven and 10 and the garbage fire that is the Cincinnati Reds. Hey, they're delightful. They're three and 14. Uh, so it's, you know, you look at the, the Rocky circumstances, they're not great. The fact that you're off to a pretty good start and you're already buried in fourth place in the division. Now it's a two and a half game deficit, of course, um, <laughs> well, but it's also April 27th. Right. Um, but you know, you just look at like, man, they can't even catch a break and like getting off to a good start and get to spend a little bit of time at the front of the division. Like they did for a few days, but now you've already got three teams ahead of you. Yeah. And that's what it's going to be all year. Basically, <laughs> like, yeah. like even if this team really exceeded all expectations and were as good or better, really did think they're still in division with the Dodgers yeah. and the Giants yeah. and the Padres who were going to get healthy eventually. <laughs> like, it, it, just because of that, with you know the still the imbalance schedule being played for the last year, right? Because I think next year they go to the yeah, they play everybody. Next year they go back. So you're still going to have to play the Padres and. Giants and Dodgers each 19 times. Yeah. Like how many of those are you going to win against each of those teams yeah. at best 10 at best at best. 10. Yeah. Um, oof, yeah. So uh, again, it's, it's great. They're, you know, they're one eighth of the way to 80 wins. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, know. you know, it's a good way to look at it, which is um, <laughs> kind of what we thought. I mean, they, they have won two road series, which they didn't do until like, or yeah, at all like, last year, basically like August to, like, of like, like, like middle of September last year. <laughs> Um, and you know, if you're looking at it more realistically, they're one seventh of the way to 70 wins, which is probably where they're actually going to land. Look at that. Um, the AL Rockies on the other hand, 11 and six leading the West half game up on the angels. Go Mariners. Yeah. Let's go M's. They're making it happen. Best run differential in the national league or in the American league, which is plus 22 there. There are, uh, one, two, three, three teams in the national league with better run differentials than that. The Mets at plus 38, the giants at plus 45, the Dodgers at plus 46 and the best run differential in the American league is plus 22. That's kind of crazy. Um, before we, uh, dive into some more topics, um, uh, the, the gentleman, the scholar, the hero that is, John Snodgrass, your friend and mine. Hey. Uh, John is on tour. And if you are listening to this episode of the PDP, uh, you can catch John coming up in May. He is in Dayton, Ohio on May 13th. Lima or Lima? Probably Lima. Uh, Lima. Oh, it is Lima. Lima, Ohio. That was a guess. Because whenever you see weird, there's like a, you know, there's a town in Nebraska. It's spelled M-A-D-R-I-D like the city in Spain, but it's pronounced Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. You know, okay. So well, Dayton, Ohio. Okay, okay. Well, it, it's, it's in Colorado. It's pronounced Louisville. Right. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. American cities are weird. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it's the world cities. That are weird. Yeah. Although I guess Louisville, Kentucky is also an American city. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Dayton, Ohio for John yes. on May 13th, Lima, Ohio for John on May 14th, Athens, uh, the home of Ohio University on May 15th. So he's going through all these uh, these European cities. He's doing it's all European, European t- cities. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a world tour. He's going to the Peru, to Greece. <laughs> uh, he's going to, to an ancient city uh, on May 19th. Uh, that is Troy. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's headed to Troy. That's near Albany, New York. The night before that, he'll be in Boston. Uh, then John does go international. He'll be in Montreal uh montreal to those of you who don't understand french um on may 20th uh may 21st he's in buffalo 22nd he's in pittsburgh he's in lancaster pennsylvania on may 24th philadelphia on the 25th baltimore may 27th uh north of allentown pennsylvania on may 28th hey, you're new old york. stopping grounds yeah 
New York City, May 29th, and then uh, into June, uh, he will be in Minneapolis in the latter part of June. Uh, but go check out our buddy John Snodgrass. Um, John is just the greatest. He, uh, he is a, an all timer. Yeah. Composed our uh, our song, our theme song, our uh, Ask PDP. He, song, he which... got both of us like Odell Brewing care packages for yeah. our new house. And he got us both beer for our yeah. new house. Like, what a guy. What a guy. He just sent us an email and was like, hey, I need your new addresses. And then all of a sudden, we just got these giant, giant, care boxes of yep. uh, care packages of Odell beer and like a hat. And I'm actually wearing the hat right now as we record this episode and like socks and yeah. sunglasses and some uh, cool stuff. I'm drinking coffee out of the thermal mug. Yeah, the, the thermal mug. I've had yeah. my coffee out of that like nonstop yeah. uh, ever since we got him. So John's the best. Go catch John in concert. I'm sure he'll be back uh, playing in the, uh, on the front range sometime soon as well. But for all of those details, you can go to johnsnodgrass.com. That's John with no H, snodgrass, S-N-O-D-G-R-A-S-S.com. And uh, okay, that brings us to another topic that we wanted to discuss yes. on this week's episode. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus and that is Major League Baseball has had a baseball problem, and I'm referring to the physical, actual baseballs over the last few years. We have heard so much conversation over the last few years about baseballs being juiced. Uh, the, the ball was flying off the bat. Homer totals have been outrageous. Uh, there was so much conversation about the 2019 baseballs now yes. i'm trying to remember what the i mean look, it's, was. it has been a continuing been topic a of conversation yeah. for years now for right. different reasons the ball is juice the ball is not juice the ball is different the ball is oblong it's right. two different baseballs like it's yeah there's been many issues with the baseball over the last four five ten years right now we are entering a different uh, phase of this conversation, which that is that it appears, and it's actually uh, an old coworker of mine, Jake Siner from MILB.com, who broke this story for the Associated Press uh, through a source of his. It appears that Major League Baseball has deadened the baseballs in 2022. Um, and there have been a whole lot of conversations about the baseball ahead of this story coming out, but now it seems as though this has been uh, pretty much confirmed. The The conversations are getting louder and louder though. And Mets starter, Chris Bassett uh, had some very big things to say about them. He said, quote, it's extremely annoying to see your teammates constantly get hit. And if you get hit by certain pitches, it is what it is, but to get hit in the head, the amount that we're getting hit is unbelievable. I had some close calls tonight and I've been hit in the face by a line drive. And I don't want to do that to anybody ever, but MLB has a very big problem with the baseballs. They're bad. Everyone in the league knows it. Every pitcher knows it. They're bad. He continued and said, they don't care. MLB doesn't give a damn about it. They don't care. We've told them our problems with them and they don't care. Um, the, the complaint is from the pitching side that the new baseballs are too difficult to throw. They're difficult to control. We are seeing uh, a rise in hit by pitch rates. Um, the New York Mets, it feels like, get hit like once every five minutes. Um, <laughs> well, then that was kind of leading into what happened today. Yeah, the, and uh, today, uh, yeah. a plunking of Nolan Arnado that turned into a, a benches clearing situation. Um, give us your reaction to this. It's obviously, uh, you know, a story that we have heard uh, on the flip side of this conversation for the last few years. 
Um, nowadays, hearing it from the pitcher's side, this is odd, but I guess not entirely surprising. No, and it's it's very comical for Rob Manfred to go from creating a lockout and doing all these things to stop baseball from happening and then to go back to his old ways of just trying to manipulate the actual in-game issues the players have and with the whether it's the pace of play or the baseball or whatever he always has to meddle in something and it it's never popular with the players and I can't imagine probably with the owners either like why do the owners want to have a dead baseball I, I, I can't imagine that's something that makes sense or they're going to want. Now, humidors are in every ballpark now for the first time this year. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's still a small sample size relatively. It is still April 27th. Um, we've only been playing for a, not even three weeks yet, actually, because yeah. it was April 7th was the opening day. It's not even three weeks yet. Still some of a small sample size. There are many factors. Weather pitchers not being uh stretched out enough when the season started um the baseball is definitely part of it as well but you know, we'll see maybe in a, in a month or two if the hit by pitch rates are still the same but if you're seeing the every single pitcher who is, has the baseball come out and say hey this is a problem because really it was dropped on uh all these pitchers with maybe maybe a week into their shortened spring training it was really like in the middle of spring training even the the truncated spring training that they had in the middle of it, they're like, Hey, there's a baseball is going to use this year, by the way, letting you guys know. And there's going to be only one rosin bag. There's going to be a standardized rosin bag across the league. It's going to be humidors in every ballpark. Oh, and by the way, two weeks from before the season starts, here's your, your, your ball, which then some starters only had what one or two starts really yeah. in spring training to actually get to use the, the baseball and figure it out. So there's going to be a learning curve, of course, if there's a new baseball and by the end of the year, it could all work out for the best. But if you're hearing that the pitchers don't have the control that they normally do, that's a problem because that's what he, you want the pitchers to have the control. You don't because they throw so hard with so much movement that really somebody getting hit in the wrong spot could be. Uh, a very serious fatal. problem. It could yeah. be fatal. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, this isn't Ray Chapman, but it could right. be, you know. So with with how hard the guys throw these days, like, yeah, if it gets catch somebody in the wrong spot, like, my God. And yeah, the Mets more than any other team in the league, a lot of them seemingly in the head. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, it if it's a problem like that, and the, the quotes that Chris Bassett had yesterday were then echoed by Herman Marquez uh, today. He retweeted the quotes coming off of Marquez's uh, tough start last night in Philadelphia. So he obviously feels something is different too. And I assume if you ask pretty much any pitcher in baseball right now, they're going to say that, yeah, it's a problem. Right. Um, also, just to, to add on to something that Chris Bassett said, and by the way, I'm watching the video of this uh, Cardinals-Mets deal. Uh, also, that pitch was nowhere near Nolan's yeah, head. Nolan did not I, get, he didn't get hit. Uh, yeah, and he just was, stood around yelling for a little while. And then somehow, and I, you know, we've always loved Nolan and everything. Uh, but somehow Nolan starts this whole thing and he ends up in the back of the group, like not fighting. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like that's the, the teams all rush the field yeah. and Nolan somehow ends up behind everybody. Like, wait a minute. What happened that's, here, dude? That's otherwise known as the Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but one thing that I also want to echo uh, that Chris Bassett said, uh, he said, you know, I've been hit in the face with a line drive before. Yeah. I don't I don't want to be in a circumstance where that happens and I don't want to do that to anybody. Look at, you know, we're talking about how it's not the, the era of Ray Chapman and that's true. Hitters get to wear helmets and they're more protected, but the pitchers don't have that luxury. And we just this week saw the return of Tyler Zombro, the Tampa Bay Rays prospect, uh, to competition for the Durham Bulls. Tyler Zombra almost died last year. Yeah. Uh, he was hit in the head by a line drive in Durham. He underwent emergency brain surgery at Duke University that night. They put something like 19 plates in his head uh, oh, to stabilize his skull fracture. Um, so it, it becomes an issue when pitchers don't feel like they have the ability to command a baseball uh, the way that they ordinarily do. Then all of a sudden, if you're leaving stuff out over the plate and it's coming back at you obliterated uh, and you can't react, then we do have really dangerous situations. Yeah. So there are a lot of conversations going on about this. And, you know, I think 
also, there is a lot of discussion to be had, and we've seen it over the last few years in regards to this. Major League Baseball now owns, you know, from from soup to nuts, uh, the the production process for baseballs. Right. It used to be that these were outsourced, uh, and then Major League Baseball purchased Rawlings, yes. I believe. Um, and, and, and Pelican Batwax, they're right. with the Ross. So it's all that they own the means of production, basically. Yeah, essentially. So, so this stuff is these are problems that are controlled all in one centralized location. It's not as though the players are able to voice concerns to a third party that's in charge of the manufacture of these things, and those things can be weighed by the company that makes these. Um, you know, over the last couple of years, I know we have seen a mix of, well, the, the 2020 baseballs are, are being mixed into some ballparks and the 2021 baseballs were only in use at other ballparks. And, you know, triple a is using the juice baseballs while double a and lower are using new baseballs. And it's just like, we're in such a weird chapter with all that. And major league baseball doesn't have a good out for this because they are in control of all of it now. Yeah. So and it's weird. And the, and the problem is too, like the league OPS right now is 676, which is the lowest Not ideal. For, for, for any April in Major League Baseball since 1981. Wow. Yeah. That is the, the strike shortened year that year. So like even in a non-strike shortened season, it's the lowest since 1973 Wow. for a, for a month of April. So that is a problem. Like flat out, that is a huge problem. Yeah, the home runs are different than they were, but like, no, that's a that's a huge, huge problem that you're right. finding out. The OPS of the league in one year or in, in two years, or I guess three since 2019, since April. So since 2019, the league OPS was 742 in April. Man. It's 676 right now. That is a massive, Yikes. massive drop-off. Yikes. Uh, it's yeah. it's a, a, a run less per game. I mean, it's it's they're averaging eight point one runs per game, which is the lowest since nineteen ninety one. Man, yeah, that is uh, you know you can complain all you want about the the three true outcomes and you know how it's uh, it's ruined the game of baseball and blah blah blah. But baseball is for the casual average fan, baseball is less exciting when there is less offense. That is simultaneously who baseball is trying to appeal to. And also who I think they are confusing by doing things like this. And also no offense is not what they want either. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, that's yeah, the thing. you don't want to be just home runs. That's fine. But like, you don't want no offense. Right. Yeah. There has to be a balance. Like you, you like they're, they're so bad at splitting the difference. It's right. like, it's like we go one extreme, then the other, like everyone wants you to be in the middle. Right. Everyone wants you to live in the gray and your, your extremes. It, it does not help anybody at all. You know, it's interesting. And obviously I'm, I'm on a soapbox about this. Um, but there were a whole lot of players, uh, who described their love for the baseballs that were used in the Olympic games, um, which were, uh, SSK baseballs. Um, and Joe Ryan, who is a, a pitcher for the U S national team, um, he said, I'm trying to find his quote. Uh, he said during the Olympics, quote, they need this ball over in America. It's amazing. It is perfect. And the hitters love it. I love throwing with it. All the pitchers love throwing with it. SSK did an outstanding job creating this. So we need this ball. I think it would solve a lot of the current issues with foreign substances that people like to talk about. And that of course was another one of the big issues that we haven't even touched on from last year. Um, he said, it is, I can't say enough, the best baseball I've ever touched. So this is a, a baseball that we use in all the events uh, from WBSC. It's manufactured uh, by a company in Japan, SSK. Um, but the difference is it it comes pre-tacked. Pre, is it pre-tacked? Yeah. That's the okay. difference. So in yeah. baseball in, uh, in America, uh, baseballs come, you know, essentially, and, and Joe Ryan actually described it this way in the story. They're like cue balls. Um, when you take a baseball out of the package, it's shiny. Uh, the outside is slick and smooth and baseballs have to be rubbed down by the umpires with specific mud, uh, from like one spot on the Mississippi river, uh, in a yeah. Delta where they it's harvest this mud, literally called Mississippi mud. Mississippi and they, mud. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how baseballs get their tackiness in the U S that's not how it is internationally. And the, the NPB balls, 
and the SSK balls that WBSC uses, they come pre-tacked. And the thing that pitchers love about it is that you don't need, you're not using pine tar. You're not using gorilla glue. All of the stuff that came out with the foreign substances controversies, those get removed because you can grip the damn ball. And so it is possible to make it happen. Um, the, the issue is that major league baseball doesn't seem to be listening to what the players want in these circumstances. They're just trying to figure out, okay, well, what is the balance that we can strike between too much offense, not enough offense, too many homers, not enough homers, all of that. And they never figure it out and they, and they never have, and it's unlikely that they will because they don't listen. Remember that first weekend when they were checking pitchers and they came off the mound for, uh, for and Sergio Romo was Sergio Romo. taking off his pants and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just rocked his pants. And now basically when they come off the mound, they go to the umpire and the umpire like, goes like slap hands. All right. Yeah. We're good. The umpire, does, he does that, uh, like the gif of that lazy security guard, oh, God, like a, an English soccer match where he's yeah. just like waving his arms over people. Like, yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Um, so yeah, that's a, it's an interesting baseball topic and one that we will uh, continue to follow as the season goes along. And, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, it, it feels good to be talking about an actual baseball season and not a lockout. Yeah. And it feels good when the team's actually playing. Okay. Yeah, you're playing fine ball. Um, the Rockies will uh, continue this road trip. We're recording this on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, the 27th. They'll continue it, it is, today. And it's tomorrow. Wednesday. It's, it's Wednesday. Thursday. It's Thursday. It's a Wednesday. It's Wednesday, dude. Oh, yeah, it is Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Wednesday, the 27th. Okay, they'll continue it on Thursday, the 28th. I should have thought, like, wait, how would they have a series finale on a Friday? Uh, then they come home for six straight uh, against Cincinnati and Washington, and then they're back on the road for the first National League West road trip of the season, which will take them to Arizona and San Francisco. Uh, so you'll get a look at the, the worst team in the division and maybe the first-place team in the division on that trip um, as the calendar turns over to May. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what this team has uh, in store so far. Yeah. They're, you know, they're exactly what we said they were going to be, which is weird, but fun. Yeah. I, I think that still has legs yeah. there. It's a lot less fun when they're on the road and, you know, yeah, booting the ball like, definitely. You know, like six times in two games. Um, but other than that, it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I have no idea what to expect <laughs> from this weird, team. But I'll put it that way. Weird, weird, but, but fun. fun. Is, is good enough for me. Um, so uh, we will uh, we'll wrap this one up. Uh, we didn't even talk about the uh, you know the Yankees uh, letter from Major League Baseball or the the Honus Wagner card, uh, <laughs> but you know there are other things out there in uh, in the baseball world that we can discuss. And yeah. um, Nolan Arenado not getting hit by a pitch that wasn't really that close to him and uh, probably didn't elicit uh, a mound charge. Uh, it was like too much uh, of the show today. Also, by the way, uh, the Rockies are the next team to unveil a City Connect uniform. That's coming I'm, up next month. I'm excited, but I'm ready to be disappointed. Yeah, kind of like yeah, kind, kind of like the 2022 Colorado Rockies. Right, exactly. Like there yeah. are exciting things that we've heard about it. Uh, and I'm also ready to be let down, uh, especially because Nike's ripped off a few of these in a row that have been really good. So I'm like, yeah, oh, the Rockies one's probably going to suck. The right, like the Giants one is just, the Giants one. Like I, the logo for the Giants one wasn't bad, but like With the, the, uniform, the clouds, yeah. yeah, like that was okay. But like the hat was pretty bad and it just keeps getting worse. They rolled out these like very like travel ball looking helmets this year. These like bright orange helmets that have like weird white trim on them. Those uh, are awful. The, the Dodgers Royals ones, ones are bad. The Royals ones were good. The Royals the ones, ones they just really came good. out with. Yeah, yeah, those ones are really good. The Astros ones were good. Um, I still love the Marlins ones from last year. Uh, so, you know, like they've come out with so many good ones and I'm like, well, my team's is going to be terrible. It's just going to be the Colorado flag on every part yeah, of the jersey. Just every <laughs> every, every single jersey part of made the out of the Colorado. It's going to be amazing. Uh, just um, to piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm very excited for that. Uh, but, you know, we'll do like a special drop. I think that's like the end of May because I don't think they wear them until uh, the first week in June, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, well, you know, we'll be back. We'll do a show yeah. at some point. <laughs> at some point, I'm sure. All right. Uh, I guess that'll do it for this uh, this edition of the old PDP. Uh, for Anthony Nelson, uh, I'm Tyler Long. We'll talk to you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye.